You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. UTAP fans, it's time to get ready for Minor Talk with Adrian Brodus and Salmo Tats. Minor Talk is presented by the Oscar Adieta Agency. Seven locations across El Paso, celebrating 24 years of serving the Sun City and Legacy Wellness Center CBD. Call into the show at 880-5763 or tweet the show at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Now, let's go live to the Lube Go Studios with your host, Adrian Brodes. All right, we are back. It's Minor Talk following UTEP's 30-3 victory over New Mexico State. We're back for a three, third straight season. I'm Adrian Brodes. He's Sal Montes. Together we bring you Minor Talk after each and every UTEP football game. And we got a lot to unpack after this first one with the Miners. Okay, they came into this game on a three-game losing streak in the Battle of I-10. The Miners snap it today. They get off to a hot start. They never look back despite 140 yards of penalties, despite a couple injuries here and there, which Dana Dimmel clarified after the games uh, that, uh, you know, injuries to guys like running back Deion Hankins, Kelton Moss, those shouldn't be a call for concern for an extended amount of time. Uh, for Dion, it was more precautionary. For Kelton Moss, day to day in into practice, doesn't expect this one to be severe at all. But the Miners get a thirty to three victory over New Mexico State, and we've we're it's almost midnight right now. Sal Montes, we are ready for Miner Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. We've got some new sponsors in this time yeah. around for Miner Talk. I'm so excited to be doing this third straight year with you, Sal. This is gonna be a lot of fun, man. Yeah, me too. Speaking of, it's so exciting that I got to go see who that is on the hotline. I'll be right back. Awesome, Sal. And we will open up the phone lines right away. 880-5763. That's the telephone number to get into the show. We're also at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online, 600 ESPN El Paso.com. We'll have a recap up later on on the website. We will have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of post-game coverage when it comes to this game throughout the week. Uh, and uh, I- I'm I'm really excited just to kick off football season. I had a chance to go out to Aggie Memorial stadium with a girlfriend's family it was a lot of fun to just experience a football atmosphere again it was it was great you know because with my girlfriend's family we got a chance to tailgate beforehand got the full football experience and then afterward we uh, had a chance to watch the game sat in the stands the crowd was phenomenal I mean 19,000 we heard all week long that it was going to be closer to about 15,000 out in attendance uh, for uh, this game in the battle of I-10 no it was 19 19,000 great crowd. It was really, really cool to see uh, a, um, you know, kind of a football environment like that. But this one was interesting. The Miners really dominated on the ground. They dominated pretty much through the air whenever they wanted those big plays from Cal- uh, Gavin Hardison to guys like Jacob Cowing, who was the star of tonight. Five receptions, 158 receiving yards, a touchdown as well. Seven targets today for the sophomore from Maricopa, Arizona. Jacob Cowing had a magnificent day. And then on the ground, it was very balanced uh, in-, in terms of the attack for the Miners. You saw Dion Hank opened up the game with 11 carries, 53 yards on the ground, had a touchdown, did not see action at all in the second half. It didn't really matter, though, for the Miners. They were able to p- 
pace it nicely with guys like Ronald Awat, who had 11 carries and led the Miners for its 74 yards. Quadres Wadley, welcome back to oh, the man. UTEP running game. Uh, six carries for him, 51 uh, rushing yards. Hey, the UTEP ground game got it going when they needed to, paced it nicely. I, I get it. There are uh, still some predictable kind of play calls when you talk about the run game, but yeah. still, for a opener for the Miners, I chalked that one up as a success. There are some problems from today. Let's let's not let's not say that this one was all spectacular for the Miners and they just blew out uh, New Mexico State without any faults of their own. I mean, the penalties were mm. just head scratching Sal that that's one of the things that you knocked the miners for this game but hey it's the first yeah. game of the year you wanted to win this rivalry game and they did it in dominant fashion yeah I mean uh, a couple of the things I noticed and I see that uh ring and I'll pick that up in just a bit but the miners uh here's some good and some bad the good is that they put themselves um in position to take advantage of opportunities and I'm alluding to the fourth downs but you got to fail on third down to get the fourth down first. So I don't really like their conversion percentage on third down, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, three for 12. You got to be better than that. Ooh, but, I but, didn't know, notice that, Sal. Yeah, but, wow. Uh, but I mean, aside from that, you convert two out of three. And um, they, they did it at a time when I think before they probably wouldn't have. They probably would have, you know, taken the safe bet. But um, they went for it on fourth down, I believe, near the end of the first half and were able to uh, extend that drive, keep the ball out of uh, Johnson and New Mexico State. Hands so credit there, and also, how about three points in the third quarter all of last year and getting 10 in the first game of this year? So, two big signs of improvement for the miners, right there. 8805763 that's the telephone number to get into the program. We're also at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Again, we're presented by the Oscar the Agency, they've got seven locations across El Paso from the west side all the way to Fabens for home, auto, and life insurance. Trust the experts at the Oscar the Agency. They'll help you out with all your insurance needs. And hey, I, I mean, I've got Oscar Adietta as far as my insurance agent myself. He helps me out with all my auto insurance uh, that I'm dealing with, my home insurance as well. Uh, give them a call today, 915-400-6000. They'll get it started on a personalized quote for you right away. That's the Oscar Adietta Agency, the new sponsor here on Minor Talk, 880-5763, telephone number to get into the program. A lot of tweets to get to. Let's get started right away. First off, Eric Fournier tweets the program. This was during the game. Typical undisciplined UTEP team. It's going to be a long season. The Aggies are really bad, so let's not get carried away with the start. Hey, Eric, I, I'm totally with you on, you know, the Aggies just not looking like a very good a, a team. You know, I was kind of thinking in the back of my head, who is a better team overall? Is it NMSU or is it um, you, uh, Louisiana Monroe of last year? That's a tough one right there because New Mexico State, their quarterback, Jonah Johnson, struggled mightily yeah. in this game. Eight for 24 through the air, 82 yards, uh, you, know, you know, passing total. That was all he could do. But more than anything... The, the key to this one was the Aggies went to the red zone five different times in this game and had just three points to show for it. Just three points. That was it yeah. in, in five different red zone attempts. So the Miners did give up some of those big plays defensively, but they clamped it down defensively when they needed to stop the Aggies from scoring. They missed a couple field goals here and there, and, uh, and the Aggies just could not get anything on the board whenever they were in the red zone. 
Yeah, you got to give credit to this UTEP defense. I think uh, Coach uh, P, as the players call him, uh, Coach Pivoto, did a great job in the game plan. I know it's a season opener, but when we look at what the Miners defense was able to do, they were able to open the game up. You know, we hear a lot about, hey, use the run game to open up the pass game, you know, different things like that. But this could be a thing where using a defensive line is something where you could open things up for everybody else. We saw a lot. And uh, also, uh, Justin Prince, who had an incredible game in the uh, forced fumble, one of his quotes was uh, uh, how Coach Pete puts him in position to make plays. You I know, like that, that one. That part is awesome. And also, I think you'll like this one, too. He said it was his first time getting to touch uh, the brass platoon in the Silver Spade. Eight eight zero five seven six three telephone number to get into the show. Let's go to Eddie Morelos, who's joining us first on the phone lines as we kick things off on our first edition of Minor Talk. Eddie, the mayor of Las Cruces, so it's only fitting that you're kicking off Minor Talk in the third straight season that we've got it here on six hundred ESPN El Paso with us tonight. How's it going, man? It's midnight. Minor Talk twenty twenty one. What a start for those miners, Adrian. Woo. I got it. I got a minor fan staying the night here at my house. Nice. Okay. So I watched on TV. I was I was really excited to, to watch it on TV, right? I had to work the Chihuahuas game. Uh, that was a, there was a great crowd over there. Uh, I saw the crowd leaving Las Cruces out, out of the tailgates. I was like, wow, it's going to be an exciting game. And then it happened. And the miners dominated from the very get-go. Uh, the the defensive the defensive backs for uh, New Mexico State uh, seemed to struggle big time. No matter if it was, they were throwing a curl or a long ball, they seemed to just struggle. And I'm just going to be honest and say, very disappointing first game for New Mexico State. However, on the opposite side, because I do uh, you know I help out the the UTEP athletics, very exciting for the Miners. So, you know, all the borderland, there's some mixed emotions throughout the borderland for me in particular. Uh, but, hey, it's, it's a, a positive for the Miners, a negative for the Aggies. Hey, Eddie, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for always weighing in. Thanks for being a great supporter for Minor Talk as always. Uh, you, you say disappointment for NMSU, but you go into this game, and are you really disappointed? Was this one of those where you really didn't? You really thought that the Aggies would be competitive against the Miners? I mean, I don't want to harp too much on New Mexico State, but uh, they were 1-1 one one in the spring against two, I mean, subpar FCS teams. They got killed against Tarleton State. They beat Dixie State 30 uh, 36-26, it wasn't that impressive right there. There was a lot of question marks with the Aggies to begin with. We had Jason Groves of the Las Cruces Sun News who joined us on Friday, and he was just talking to us about all the uncertainties that were on both sides of the ball for the Aggies. And, you know, I, I understand that they're trying to roll out things with their quarterback, Jonah Johnson, but I don't know if he's going to be the guy once the season's over for New Mexico State. I'll tell you this, I, I liked what they could do on the ground at points. I like how they got their receivers opens at times in this game, but they were inconsistent and they were unable to execute on drives. They mm-hmm. were unable to finish those drives with the Miners. I mean, UTEP had so many penalties in this game defensively, 140 yards of penalties, mm-hmm. yet uh, the, the Aggies simply couldn't capitalize on it. They look like, I'm sorry, they just look like a bad football program. Yeah, there's a mixture of responses that I have. Uh, we'll start with New Mexico State first as far as the running game goes. I think one of the uh, the big features of this matchup between the Aggies and the Miners was um, two guys from the area. You have um, Omari Samuels out of Los Lunas in New Mexico, a guy who came back 
to this area from Michigan, and he only puts up nine attempts with uh, 28 yards. I think that was a bit disappointing. Granted, going into this game, I think they knew as well that the Miners' uh, front was going to be the strength. But uh, sure. we flip it over to UTEP, where Deion Hankins averages four and a half yards per carry, 11 Ooh. carries, 50 yards. It was a by-committee thing, but that right there really stuck out to me, and Another thing, when we talk about um, New Mexico State and uh, Jonah Johnson, um, this is a guy who I think um, was battling, of course, with uh, Weston uh, Egan. I hope I pronounced his name right. Yeah, you did. But even in that, uh, I think Steve wrote this article, said something about how New Mexico State practices were even closed off to the public. Right. So that shows, to me at least, that... I don't even think they knew what they were going to be doing coming into this game because it's basically a brand new team. 880-5763, telephone number to get into the program. Let's go back to Twitter right now. A lot of Really, a lot of tweets to get to from today. Um, let's go to Joe Chacon. Man, I have missed you guys. What a win. Need to work on penalties, but damn, let's have a chant or let's have a chat. Hashtag picks up. Joe Chacon also tweets the show. I'm so excited. I miss tagging you guys. Let's do this. Really appreciate Joe Chacon always listening in and supporting us. You know what, Adrian? I have a question for you regarding the penalties because I'm I'm, kind of like 75% one way where it was complete undiscipline, but that 25% of me thinks it was going so well on defense. Why not continue to be aggressive and over the top? What if some of those were a result of basically succeeding so much the whole night. Yeah, I, I'm with you. So, like, if it's the pass interference kind of penalties, I'm okay with those. The illegal hands to the face, I, I don't know. I think sometimes they mm-hmm. could be kind of ticky-tack, but the problems I had were roughing the quarterback penalties, the personal yeah. foul penalties, the ones that extended drives for the Aggies. Those were the ones I had problems with with the UTEP defense. And, hey, I, I mean, this is something that we have uh, seen in years past from UTEP football. They start off the season a little bit undisciplined when it comes to penalties but 140 in the first game. I mean, yikes, that's a that's a steep amount right there. Matter of fact, Adrian, real quick, how about that first big strike? I think it was uh, Hardison to Cowing, and that one got called back. Yeah, it was a, like it was a bomb. I mean, it was what a seventy-two yard or something like that, and it was called back right away because of holding on the offensive side. So, I mean, penalties on both sides of the ball really killed the miners. I I really like the quote today from Dana Dimmel, fourth-year head coach, entering this year without having beaten the Aggies, beating the uh, New Mexico State football team for the first time this year. I really liked what I heard from Dana Dimmel when he talked about the penalties in this game because he said, you know, teams in years past from Utah would have folded in situations like that. Like, I mean, you, you mentioned the perfect example, perfect example right there, Sal, with Gavin Hardison's strike to Jacob Cowing that was negated because of a holding penalty. Well, what happens two plays later? They're able to capitalize on another yeah. one and, and really set up that touchdown drive early into this game. So I like how they responded when they had penalties. I, I just, you know, 140, really just not a lot of excuses for that one, for that right there. Yeah, I, in all honesty, we could say this. Uh, they're lucky it was the Aggies tonight because if they go up against a more formidable opponent, I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot more treacherous for the Miners or any team for that matter. However, nonetheless, still able to overcome those obstacles, whereas in years past, and we've seen it, they more than likely would not have overcome those things. 8805763, telephone number to weigh in on the show. A lot of tweets to get to. Joe John Sr. tweets the show. He's checking in. Vamos. Alexa D at Westside915 tweets our show. Miners took care of business on a game that they were favored to win. Can't ask for anything more. And then she follows. 
follows it up with this. They could have scored 60 against the Aggie defense. Let's be honest. They took out their starting players early. Hey, it's very true. UTEP pretty much didn't play any of their starters in the fourth quarter. Something happened to Deion Hankins where he was ruled out in the second half, but Dana Dimmel claims it's more yeah. precautionary than anything right there. So uh, they, they took out one of their starters right there. But what I like about this team, and you know, there's a lot of coach speak with Dana Dimmel and just UTEP football and college football in general. Let's just be honest. But what I really liked about this Dana Dimmel uh, coach team this year that we're seeing is they actually have more depth than they than they have had in year pa- years past. And he talked about it all offseason long, you know, clamoring about his depth and, uh, you know, how he can go multiple running backs deep. He can switch out different wide receivers. But I wanted to see it in an actual game before I jump to any kind of conclusions talking about the depth on this group. No, we saw a stable of running backs today who fit Fit in really nicely with this UTEP offense. When Deion Hankins went out in the second half, it was it was fine because Ronald Awat paced the ground uh, ground game nicely for the Miners. Quadres Wadley got a chance to play in this game, and so did Willie Eldridge, the freshman. Mm-hmm. So you had four different running backs flash their skills today. You you got a chance to see even Calvin Brownholtz throw the rock a little bit. Granted, he had an interception in this game, but same did uh, so did uh, Gavin Hardison earlier into this one I I mean point is I really like the depth that they flashed in this one and I think that'll help UTEP moving forward in a big way yeah and it, it comes with uh, two I guess uh, aspects of the game in my opinion that are some of the strongest and it happens to be this way for the minors but we look at the um the quadrant and no pun intended on quadrants rightly but the quadrant of running backs for the minors a Wadley Hankins and then also Elridge he's going to have a chance to showcase what he could do but when you look at the strengths of these guys we saw Awat break tackles he's your power back oh yeah we saw Hank the Tank, Deion Hankins break tackles. He's another power back with some speed. But Quadrez Rotley, the speedster, breaking tackles as well. I love that. And then we look over on the defensive line. Yeah, Praise and Mayhule making these plays. Keenan Stewart, other guys. It's um, it's going to be good for those particular groups. Now it's just going to be how can they clean up these penalties and how will everybody else on that field be able to respond to how those guys are performing. Edgar Puido tweets the show, Las Cruces Mayor has to wear a mask with you. UTEP on for next city council meeting. That's right. There was a bet between the Las Cruces right. mayor and uh, El Paso's mayor, Oscar Leeser. That's right. I love it. I like it. Jonathan Byers tweets the program. By the way, I met Jonathan Byers' father yesterday. Great man out at Coronado and Del Valle. He was telling us how nice. excited he was uh, to take his son, Jonathan Byers, who just tweeted us, to this game, Battle of I-10. He says, should have scored 60 with the starters, but Hardison was very inaccurate tonight. Yes, we bought an, we brought an axe to a gunfight today. Um, you know, with Gavin Hardison being inaccurate, I would say, Leon, you know what? I'm just going to say it right there. JB is probably right. I mean, mm-hmm. Hardison didn't have his best game. I, I just I just uh, chalked that up to being kind of first game jitters, had happy feet at times. I didn't like the decision when he threw that interception. Um, yeah. Even Jacob Cowing, he had to snag some balls that were just, you know, way out of his reach, but he made it look easy the way that he was playing tonight. Uh, I, I think Gavin will clear that up, clean that up, you know, moving forward. He's not going to be tested. That's, a, that's another thing that we haven't even talked about. He won't be tested until 
until that third week against Boise State on the Friday night. They go out of town and face uh, the Broncos. That's that's the first test I think a lot of these players will have. It's not going to happen next week against Bethune-Cookman, an FCS opponent that the Miners should definitely beat. Yeah, and that's where I think they're going to have to clean up all those penalties that they were getting, or a large majority of them, because let's face it, every team is due for some game, but that's one thing they definitely got to clear up. And I agree on the Hardison sentiment. He had some good he had a good game when you look at the numbers, some decent stats. Um, but I think large number of that is just uh, being a product of throwing to Cowan and Garrett. Let's face it. He's welcome back indeed for him, right? Legitimate weapons. And although he is the man for the job, we know that this is Hardison's job. There's no doubt about that. I still wasn't overly impressed with his performance, um, but Nonetheless, it was the first game of the season. Still a lot of room to improve, and uh, we'll see what they could do against BCU next week. Hey, he didn't have his best performance, yet he threw for his second most passing yards in a UTEP uniform with 249 and a touchdown. Had an interception in this game, 11 of 16. Didn't uh, attempt as many passes that I thought that he would attempt this game, but he only played three quarters. They took him out in the fourth quarter. It was Calvin Brownholtz, and then they even threw in Isaiah Bravo. So can't fault him too much for that one right the there job. yeah yeah most definitely hey we're just getting started here on minor talk 8805763 is the telephone number if you'd like to weigh in on utep versus new mexico state again the miners defeat the aggies 30 to 3 we're going to take a time out right now when we come back we'll get to more phone calls more tweets minor talk continues presented by the oscar Arrieta agency right here on 600 espn el paso This is Max Kellerman right here at 600 ESPN El Paso, home of UTEP Sports and the El Paso Chihuahuas. Oh my goodness, a new season of Minor Talk means... A new batch of Sal Montes beats. Let's go, I'm so man. happy. Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. We are live right now. Adrian Bratis, along with Sal Montes on the beats, behind the glass, produced the game earlier, produced football Friday night last night, did an exceptional job. It's all for you, man. Ah, man, ah, you're, you're killing it. It's all for you. <laughs> hey, UTEP defeats New Mexico State today. 30 to 3 in a blowout fashion. 8805763 telephone number to get into the program. We're also at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter where you can tweet us live. We'll, we're we're with everybody right now. It's past midnight. Just had some tea, feeling great. Key, uh, I'm ready to go. Let's go to Jaime who's joining us on the phone lines right now. 8805763. What's going on, Jaime? First of all, let me thank you guys for bringing the show back again this year. It's really awesome. Um, I appreciate you guys, and you you probably be there until one thirty in the morning, and you're you're ready for it. I know you are. Oh, we're we're ready. We're not trying to go to bed anytime soon, Jaime. We worked a long day <laughs> yesterday. We worked a long day today, but we're excited, man. This is we're kicking off the season right. Yes, we are. We are. You know, um, guys like me enjoy wins like this, especially where I'm from, and you all know the history behind me, and not liking that school at all. And this is especially sweet. Because it's been a couple of years since we've seen the Miners win a game like this for a while, except the one last year against Monroe. Um, you know, you're watching the game in the first half, and first of all, Hawkins has got a cannon. That one 
play Pasadena through to, to Owens when he was open, went in the middle, and they called back. My goodness, that was a, that was a pass. Oh I mean, he man! Just stepped forward and he just lined, like I mean, it didn't go for like eight or ten feet above the ground, and he threw it fifty yards just like that. I mean, that's just amazing. But uh, you know, the, the the time management, the play calling at times, you kind of like, come on guys, come on guys, let's go, let's go, let's go, and uh, you sit here and. Uh, you're here with a couple of other people, and they're going, why do you take me so long? And stuff like that. Little things like that, you know, the laundry, they got to correct all that. That's a lot of laundry. A lot. Too much laundry. Yeah, 140 penalty day. yards, 12 different penalties for the minors. Yeah, like you said earlier, so you don't mind the pass interference if it's going to be a score. you rather give the 10 yards than the 6 points. So that's fine with me, too. I was taught that way when I, well, that's my elbow coming out of me. But <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but, you know, we just got to be happy and, and, and happy for the guys. I know there's still a lot of people, hopefully there's still a lot of people out in the parking lot uh, having a good time, and I hope they enjoy it. But, you know, it's a long time coming in. Put balls back. That's a big key. Yeah. yeah. We, we, needed, we needed this back. And uh, I hope everybody's safe. I hope nobody got injured tonight. I it, mean, it sounded okay, Jaime. Like, I mean, from everything I heard in post game, it sounded like uh, we were a little worried about Deion Hankins. Uh, he was out of the second half. Dana Dimmel joined the pregame show. John Teicher, Mike Pettis, and he told the whole team and Mondo, the Monster Medina. He told the whole team that you know he that he pretty much took out Deion Hankins more of a precautionary reason more than anything else. So uh, I'm I'm okay with that one right there. It seemed like Kelton Moss, although he got a little banged up. In this one, nothing too serious, according to Dana Dimmel. He's day to day now, so as far as injuries go, uh, it's not too big of a not too too big of a concern so far, from what we heard uh, from Dana Dimmel. But hey, Jaime, really appreciate you tuning in, man. Always appreciate yeah, the support. Night, All right, you take care, Jaime. Uh, thanks for listening in again. All right, you take care. All right, eight eight zero five seven six three telephone number to get into the show. Let's go to Alex, who's now joining us on the phone lines. Alex, what's going on? Hey, guys, just wanted to say you guys are doing a heck of a job again tonight, last night. I mean, hustling hard. It's, it's awesome to hear you guys. Also awesome to hear Mr. Perez and, and uh, obviously the voice of the miners earlier on KLAQ. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. But overall, great night for the boys tonight, bringing home the, the hardware. Thank God it's, it's coming back home, man. It's been a, it feels like a little too long, but they worked their butts off. I know there's a lot of things to to work on obviously for, for the guys and everything but you know all i can say is i'm proud of the way that these these men handled themselves tonight you know they went out and just like uh, one of the players was saying earlier they played four quarters you know that's not a hard that's a hard thing to do and and they did it tonight you know so i say uh let's celebrate tonight and, and come tomorrow let's, let's get back to work you know we got a long season ahead of us this is a great way to start it but uh, let's build off these building blocks. But uh, after that, I'll say uh, good night to you guys. Hopefully you guys have a good rest of the night, and go Miners. 
Hey, appreciate the Thank call, you, Alex. Alex. Hey, really appreciate the kind words that you said there. And uh, I, I like the fact that you mentioned it. It feels like a while since uh, UTEP fans felt this way in a, yeah. in a rivalry game. I mean, first off, it's been uh, three different occasions that the Miners have lost straight. It, you know, three consecutive games they've lost in this rivalry going into tonight. So to just get over that hump in the first place was big for them. But also to do it on the road. I mean, they hadn't done that since 2015, which... Uh, uh, was that you, you know that special come yeah. from behind victory where Mac Lefwich was unfortunately uh, knocked out of that game? Ryan Metz steps in for the Miners, he, and he helps lead that comeback. Throws that uh, game-winning touchdown to Cedric Lang in the back of the end zone. The Miners get a road victory in the Battle of I-10 for that game. Uh, for this one, it was dominant from the start for UTEP. Although they did have some problems, it wasn't like that. You know, it wasn't a pretty game by any means, but they got it done. Played four quarters, kind of like. What Alex said right there, and I, I think a lot of minor fans are hanging their hat on this victory in a big way. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things that you could pick on as far as uh, the the cons of this one, but I like to look at you know how Dion Hankins started off the game. Uh, U- UTEP never starts games where they get scoring drives right off the bat, and Dion Hankins rushed pretty nicely in that first opening drive. Had a five yard rushing touchdown to help the Miners early into this one with a with a seven nothing lead, and they just built on that and. and never really looked back yeah something big for the miners right there kind of breaking some of these trends granted it's the first game of the season but this is what you want to see if you want to take a step in the right direction you got to take some form of a step and this right here i think was the result of this game right here for sure a step in that direction now we got to see what they could do against the bcu but nonetheless though adrian this is the first time i think i gotta do the numbers on this but probably for sure a majority maybe like 70 percent of these guys have never beaten the aggies so this was something big maybe a bigger percentage than that if you know it let us know for sure but this is pretty much uncharted territory great great point i would love to know that and and i'll do a quick wikipedia search in a little bit to try to get those stats as well 8805763 if you'd like to follow up jaime and alex here on the program a lot of tweets to get back to tristan pence our friend he tweets us a good and very important win for coach dimmel and the miners still way too many penalties which was a problem last year too early to tell how good UTEP will actually be this season, but this season is off to a solid start. Welcome back, Minor Talk. Pinky tweets the show, great dub for the Miners. I'll take any win, especially over that school. All I got to say is got to clean up the laundry, play calling, and time management in the first half was questionable. Hope no one is injured. Awat needs more carries. Kicking game looks good, and he gives that a thumbs up. Hey, going to something, and then he hashtags that Minor Talk. <laughs> going to something that Pinky says right here, as far as the time management, what do you think of the time management, Sal, late in the first half? When UTEP was on that drive, they were all the way down to I think New Mexico State's uh, red mm. zone. I mean, they had a they had a really good chance to actually score on that one. If I'm not mistaken, it was a goal line situation for UTEP, and they could not do it simply because they ran out of time. They were forced to kick a field goal instead of going up. I think it could at that point instead of going up what maybe 24 to zero. They yeah. they went they go up uh, 20 to three at that point, or it could have been. I'm sorry, it could have been. 24 to 3 instead of that they go up 20 to 3. I think um I think the sense of urgency was there. It seemed like they definitely wanted to. They weren't just trying to buy time. 
I think it was just it being the first game of the season, them not being completely up to the task, being able to execute. Whereas before, you could tell, hey, how come they're not running to the line fast enough? They wanted to score a touchdown. They just weren't able to, uh, maybe a lack of chemistry, you know, things new. But nonetheless, though, as far as a time of possession goes, within the, I think the first half, they were out. Time. I don't know what the proper phrasing is there, but New Mexico State led in time of possession. But as the game went on, the Miners were able to uh, basically keep the ball away from them. And even though they did that, you could tell they were trying to score a touchdown on nearly every possession. No, you, you're right. And they were just dominant. I don't think they had a, their first punt. Uh, I got to go back and look at my log, but I don't, th- I don't think that UTEP had their first punt until either late in the first half or uh, maybe not even until uh, the second half because I think they had that interception in the second quarter. I got to look back on my notes. Yeah, first punt for UTEP came late in the second quarter. I mean, that's pretty impressive considering UTEP has struggled in years past when it comes to scoring at times. Want to get to this really quick, a soundbite. I'm pulling this from Andy Morgan, our friend from KTSM. UTEP certainly didn't look like the same old Miners tonight, and this is what Praise Amehule said in the postgame interview uh, with the media. Absolutely not, man. Like I said earlier in my interview, we're locked in, you know. A lot of guys are bought into the program and what Coach Dimmel wants to actually do, you know. Bringing Coach Dimmel in here, we had a, we had a, we had a plan, you know, to turn the, turn the program around, and that's what exactly what we're going to do this year, you know. It's definitely a, a slow building process. It's not going to be done overnight. So just, you know, 2018, 2019, we're just learning from my mistakes, you know. It's like a puzzle game, man. Got the pieces together, and then we're just, you know, making the final picture now in 2021. So it just feels great to, you know, see all this hard work and dedication we put in a couple of years, you know, just little things, gaining weight, you know, getting your playbook, watching film, and just, like, just doing the little things right. Audio gets a little fuzzy there at the end, but you, you heard the gist of yeah. it for from Praise Mayhule, one of the senior, or actually, he's not a senior leader. He's a sophomore, right? one of the That's sophomore defensive <laughs> leaders for the minors. I mean, everybody, yeah. yeah, everybody's using that COVID year this year, so they don't really use anything uh, from their classification as of last year. Everything pretty much stays the same in, in terms of UTEP classification, so uh, the red sophomore and praise the Mayhule. Uh, he, he didn't have, and l- let me just be honest right now, he didn't have the most impressive game tonight, but he, I mean, he's the one of the seniors, I mean, one of the leaders of this team. He's he's one of the captains of this group, especially their defense. He anchors their defensive front. I know at times he wasn't able to get the, uh, you know, the pressure that he mm-hmm. wanted, but really, the way that the Aggies defense was keying on praise, it opened up opportunities for other guys like Kelton Moss, uh, Keenan Stewart, early in into the first half, Jadri and Taylor opened up the sack game for the Miners and started things off with that. And so, I, I mean, I I like those things from the defense. What from what I saw, and I, I think Praise said all yeah. the right things after the game, saying that you know this is kind of a bigger bigger picture kind of thing that they want to change really the culture of UTEP football. I, I go back to something that Tristan Pence said though. I'm not sure if we know yet how good UTEP actually is after this game. And we won't know it after the Bethune-Cookman game. We might not know it after the Boise State game. It might take until the fourth game in New Mexico, a team that might be closer to the level where UTEP is at so we could see where UTEP football really stands this year. How good are they? Are they ready to take that next step and start competing in Conference USA? Or will their inconsistency that have plagued them in years past come back to bite them this year. Yeah, that's when we're going to find out. And we talked about this on our article. You know, pretty much um, 
how they're going to do, how matter of fact, how we think they're going to do in the first uh, four games. We I think pretty much all of us have them going three and one. So basically, they're going to get off to a hot start. But near the end of the season, those final six games, are they going to be able to really put the pieces of the puzzle together? And a couple things uh, on praise of Mehule. Number one, he's been making plays since he got here. <laughs> so sure. that's why it seems like he's a senior. He's had an impact since the moment he stepped on campus. And when we look at his stats, it nothing really jumps out at you as far as tackles because he only had one but he had a forced fumble so despite only one tackle and a forced fumble that uh, the Aggies were able to recover unfortunately he was still able to have his presence felt he was making an impact and that's why you look around and see guys like Inyang with six tackles Taylor with three tackles Knight with three tackles as well a lot of these guys, uh, can't forget uh, Breon Hayward with four tackles. A lot of those guys making plays due to a Mehule and company kind of, you know, setting up the stage for him. Alex at the Sun King 11 tweets the show a picture that was tweeted by Daniel Garcia. Couldn't be happier for Coach Dana Dimmel. Big win to start the season. The spade and the spittoon are coming home. Hashtag picks up. And it's a photo of Dana Dimmel holding the brass spade and the silver spittoon Trophy, uh, the traveling trophy that will come back to UTEP as a result of this victory. 30-3 to is the victory mm-hmm. for the Miners right now. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more phone calls, more tweets. Miner Talk continues, presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 600 ESPN El Paso.com. We're back. Minor Talk is here. Adrian Bradas, along with Sal Montes. We're presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. By the way, real quick, attendance today, 19,034 fans out at Aggie Memorial Stadium. We heard yesterday people were expecting maybe 15,000. No, 19,034 is the final number. Again, we're presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Follow them on Facebook, Oscar Arrieta Allstate Insurance on Facebook, where you can learn more about their upcoming customer appreciation events. I just went to one two weeks ago on August 20th, and it was a lot of fun out at their Montwood location. Their next customer appreciation event will be off Lee Trevino. If you're not a customer, you can stop on by two free hot dogs, free burgers. They grill. They give out free prizes all day long through raffles, and the cool part about well, actually, there's a secret. I can't say it yet. The Oscar at the agency uh, will uh, will will not forgive me if I if I break this secret. But hopefully, we'll have this secret uh, to tell everybody uh, next week. It won't be such a secret next week. I, I'll tell you, Sal. You know, off air during the break, so you can hear about it. But it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, Oscar, the secret is insured with Adrian. Ooh, I love it. That's a great if line. If not, I'm going to need life insurance. You can check out the Oscar Addy at the Agency online at theoscaraddyattheagency.com and give them a call at 406000 to get started on an insurance policy for you. Again, UTEP defeats New Mexico State 30-3 to earlier today out at Aggie Memorial Stadium. Got some tweets to get to. Joe Chacon with this one. Always repping. This victory is so sweet. Great way to start the year. When you have three running backs averaging four, six, eight, 
eight and eight yards per carry and then have a passing game, we have a lot to look forward to this year. Hashtag reppin' from Cali now. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Hashtag minor talk. Love uh, Joe Chacon's uh, great hashtags that he always sends us. This one coming in from Jonathan Byers. NMSU's receivers were able to get open tonight, so I'm not feeling very optimistic about this UTEP secondary early on into the season, but later on in the year, it could be a different story. Um, I'm going to agree with Jonathan there yeah. as well because I, I thought that over this uh, training camp, I mean, just over the offseason, we heard how the secondary was retooled. And, hey, I, I think they've got a lot of talent there, so I'm not doubting the talent. I like Justin Prince. He had a great game today. You talked about that earlier, Sal. Forced fumble, nice pass breakup early into this one. Uh, Walter Neal Jr., got to see him for the first time. Kansas State transfer at cornerback. Josh Caldwell was opposite side of him. You had Dennis Barnes play that nickel cornerback position was hitting hard today Uh, but when it came to pass coverage there were some holes that UTEP had I'm a little worried about their linebackers in pass coverage at times I think they could clean that up I think once they kind of you know watch the film and see how these uh, receivers were able to get open they'll be able to fix that you know for weeks to come also like Davion Inyang another free safety that the Miners have uh, alongside Justin Prince uh, in that in that secondary but I, I would say that the secondary wasn't all that maybe it was hyped up to be earlier into this year. I, I felt like even though Jonah Johnson couldn't get anything going through the air, 8 for 24, 82 yards through the air, just a long of 16, he was able to hit his targets from time to time in this game. Yeah, and a couple things that I noticed, and um, it's good and it's bad. Uh, the bad is that um, there were some guys open, you know, guys were able to make some plays. Um, the good, though, is that the Aggies were able to um, commit some penalties on some of those plays, negating those uh, positive yardage gains, rather, for New Mexico State. But also another good, though, despite all of that happening and despite the drops that New Mexico State had, the good for the Miners is that they were able to take advantage of that when it mattered the most. I think teams in years past where we see an opposing team, let's just say North Texas, for example, North Texas drops a first down pass on second and 11. All right, you're feeling good going into third and 11. And then next thing you know, it's a 25 yard gain. So I think today or tonight, rather, this game was a little bit of step in the right direction in that regard. Pinky tweets the show. P.S. Great to hear the monster on the sidelines during the game. It was great to hear Mondo. Yeah. He he provided some excellent information, mm-hmm. especially giving us updates. Uh, you know, almost almost uh, every different quarter, every chance he got on Dion Hankins, Kelton Moss when they were available and when they weren't. Gave great information. Yeah. It was great to hear the monster back in with John Teicher and Mike Perez. Yeah, and definitely uh, much needed for the for the broadcast team because a lot. A lot of times uh, from the vantage point of John Teicher, it's kind of hard to see what's going on or what the result was, who caused what play, and who was the first one to clarify who it was. That would be Mondo, the Monster Medina. We love you, man. Welcome back. I'm so happy that he's back uh, and, and calling some games with UTEP and that great broadcast team. Again, UTEP defeats New Mexico State 30-3. to Let's talk some scoring drives. UTEP got things started on an eight, uh, five-play 80-yard drive that lasted under three minutes. It was capped 
topped off by a five-yard Deion Hankins touchdown. I like the fact that they got off to a hot start early into this game. When do we ever say that? I mean, New Mexico State started with the ball. They punted right away, and UTEP capitalized on um, you, you know their opening drive with a 7-0 lead. On the next drive, the Aggies actually fumbled. It was their quarterback Jonah Johnson who fumbled. Uh, um, it was just it was uh, Justin Prince who forced that fumble, and UTEP was able to uh, get the ball in the red zone and um, you know they weren't able to actually score a touchdown on that next drive but a nice field goal by Gavin Beckley who by the way was three for three today talk about a great start for the Miners I mean to go get that touchdown to force a a turnover and then also get a field goal I I know you want that touchdown on that second drive following the turnover but still I I think that was that just shows that you know UTEP got off to a nice start in this game and really didn't want to look back at all yeah, we got to shout out Gavin Beckley. I think one of the right spots last year for sure for the Miners, continuing to do it again. And if I'm not mistaken, Adrian, it's still early, but this is a guy who has not missed a PAT during his UTEP career. Still early in the season, plenty more points uh, for him or PATs for him to kick. Um, but that's an impressive uh, result. I mean, we're seeing kickers left and right miss these kicks. Earlier today, it was uh, Nebraska, Illinois. And as far as uh, Nebraska goes, they score a touchdown. I think with like two minutes left, um, putting them down eight. All they need, all they need is a PAT. Makes things easier. Um, I mean, you still got to get the onside, of course, but. What does the kicker do? Kicks it wide left. So for you to be able to knock out your PATs, doing what you're supposed to do, as crazy as that seems to say, you get credit for it. And, um, yeah, we got to credit him for it for sure. After that um, after that 10 nothing lead for the Miners, New Mexico State – actually marched down the field in a nice way. They crossed the midway point. They had an opportunity to kick a field goal. If New Mexico State had made that field goal, it would have been 10-3. to But instead, they missed the field goal. Uh, the Miners take over and then Hardison connects to Justin Garrett, a 36-yard pass. It was a, that was a really nice play. And then we got a series of nice Ronald Awat runs. Ooh. I mean, Ronald Awat, first off, to get the backup job, um, over somebody like Quadres Wadley, and I get it. Wadley is somebody who's been injured and who is kind of you know missed, a bit missed. rusty. Yeah, yeah and it, yeah, there there you go. You you said it perfectly. A little bit rusty when it comes to the run game. Ronald Awats uh, slid in nicely when it came to UTEP's ground attack, and he had some nice carries in that drive. He capped off that drive with a. 34-yard rushing touchdown, which capped off a six-play, 80-yard drive, lasting just over three minutes. Man, UTEP goes up 17 to nothing at that point. They, they were dominating in the first quarter, and it seemed like New Mexico State had no answer whatsoever. On the next drive for New Mexico State, uh, they were able to you know move down the field. It was an ugly drive, but they capped off a 10-play, 66-yard drive with a 27-yard yard field goal by Ethan Albertson after that one uh, UTEP marches downfield but then Gavin Hardison is picked off so so you kind of feel like oh okay it's 17 to 3 can momentum really shift right here well on the following play New Mexico State is able to connect on a huge pass play that's actually a touchdown but it's called back because of a penalty that the Aggies had that would have been a major momentum shift right there it could have been 17 to 10 at that point early in the second quarter instead it's still 17 to 3 New Mexico State is forced to punt after they had penalties on their own side of things UTEP gets 
gets the ball. You had uh, Jacob Cowing dazzle with that one-handed, one-handed oh, catch that beautiful. everybody's talking about all over social media. They're they're forced to punt in the second quarter. New Mexico State gets it back. They also punt. Nice defensive stands by UTEP. And then to close out the opening half, the Miners get a field goal to go by Gavin Beckley. I know a lot of people were upset about the time management uh, by the team right there. I, I get it. I was a little upset with just... Um, you know how long I felt I felt like UTEP was uh, taking to get all the way down uh, to the field. They, they had that drive that almost lasted five minutes, but Gavin Beckley, he kicked a 27-yard field goal and capped off a 12-play, 58-yard drive to give UTEP a 20-3 lead at the half. We'll continue to uh, recap this game and the game summaries, including the scoring drives in just a little bit, but let's go out to our hotline right now. Welcome on Eric Elkin, who's joining us on Minor Talk. Eric, what's going on? Thanks for calling in. Oh, pleasure. I'm listening to you guys nice and late. You guys are working hard. And uh, I've been there many times before, so I figured I'd give you guys a ring. And uh, i got a couple things for you. Number one, I think you guys hit on it. Uh, one of the things right out of the gate that, that stuck out to me, you guys touched on the, the penalty, the holding penalty that called back uh, uh, Cowing's uh, big catch there on the, on the first play. Oh, yeah. But to come back from that right away, to me, was really impressive because you get back second and 20, Push back. That's an easy three and out after that. But they were managed to overcome that in a couple of plays. That was a that was a big signal for me early on because I mean, just go back to the opener last year. We can say what we want to say about New Mexico State and then you know the, the the level of of the opponent in this game and obviously not playing last year. But they opened up against Stephen F. Austin last year and it took it took that turnover late in the first half to kind of wake them up and, and get them over the hump in that game. Otherwise, who knows what would have happened in that game. So to come out and, and dominate the way they did from right out of the gate, to me, was impressive, and that was important for this team to set the tone for the rest of the season. Uh, number two, you guys were talking about the end of the first half and the, 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 the time mismanagement there. I think what happened there, uh, from my vantage point, was you you brought in Brownholtz because they had that, uh, that, that down and distance where it was, I think it was, third and one or fourth, third and short. And so you brought him in for the sneak. And what happened was when you bring in, when you have everyone all lined up around the line of scrimmage like that, it doesn't take long to reset the chains. And, and of course, it was goal to go at that point. So the clock started with 10 or 11 seconds left, and they had that one timeout. They should have taken it right away, but they had to get Hardison back on the field. They had to get their offensive package back on the field, and it just killed the clock. And I think they snapped the ball with about four or five seconds left, so it really left them with nothing left to do there. Um, and then the last thing that I think is also important heading into next week, they had that uh, Brown Holtz through the, the interception there towards the end and brought that back deep into the into the red zone. And that, that's an easy opportunity for NMSU to just punch one in, feel good, touchdown, end of the game. And somehow UTEP's defense still, you know, with twos and threes in there, able to come up with a big sack, get a stop, and not give up any points and, and not allow a touchdown. So to come come away with from that game not giving up a touchdown – from a defensive perspective, I have to imagine that gives them a lot of uh, momentum going into this week's practice because that just that 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 that, that breathes life into this defensive unit as they practice because they're going to want to go into the next game to continue that streak of not allowing anyone in the end zone. 
five different red zone attempts for New Mexico State and only three points to show for it, Eric. I mean, that's dismal right there for the Aggies. And you, you, I agree with you when it comes to the, um, you know, the end of the first half kind of mismanagement of the clock. My, my whole point I, I was trying to get at was UTEP should just be a, a very cautious when it comes to their timeouts. I, I feel like, early, you know, they take these early timeouts at times and I, I'm just like, you know, you, you don't need to take those early timeouts in the first quarter or early in the second quarter save those when you need them on a you know last uh last chance kind of um you know drive right before the first half ends and then the Stephen F Austin game I love how you brought that up I mean it took a Duran low interception late in that game to solidify it for the minors or else we would have talked about uh UTEP losing another game to an FCS opponent but hey I, I'm totally with you on that as far as what UTEP should kind of hang their hats on for that red zone defense, that is one of the biggest things that you could take away from this one. Even though you allowed the penalties, even though you allowed some uh, breakaway plays through the air, you only allowed them to score three points in five red zone attempts. Hey, you know what? It's it's, it's what they needed to do, and a lot of people are looking at the schedule, seeing four and one, five and one. You got to get the first in order to get it going. I'm excited to be back in the Sun Bowl. I'm also excited to see. Uh, what the Sun Bowl will actually look like. Obviously, last year was was a bit of a wash with with the COVID restrictions and and people apprehensive about going out. So, uh, a chance to see what uh, what minor faithful can do coming out and uh, and supporting this group. And I think you know what I, I know I'm going to sound a little little homer here being on the broadcast and whatnot, but I think there's a lot of reason to to want to go out and and see this team. And uh, they, they've got a lot of talented pieces, a lot of a lot of exciting guys to watch. And uh, it, it should be a very interesting season because uh, I've, told, I've told some buddies of mine in other parts of the country who don't pay attention to football, hey, I think this team can legitimately uh, try and fight for some bowl eligibility. And, you know, when you see ESPN bottom 10, people laugh at you. But uh, I think there's a real possibility here this year especially how the schedule shakes up for uh, UTEP. But, Eric, I'm going to put you on the spot really quick. If you had to predict UTEP's record for this 2021 season, what would it be? I think you you could conceivably see five or six wins, uh, obviously, if they get out to the right start. Now you've got the NMSU game behind them, so so that one's done. They should win next week. Boise State then became, becomes, uh, you know, kind of a um, – for lack of a better term, that I think that's playing with house money for them going on the road in, in a very tough environment. So, you know, momentum is a and, and winning is a contagious thing, just like losing it, and that's been the case for this program. And so, you know what? I'll throw it out there and say six and six. I say they get become bowl eligible, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they start rallying off some wins that they may sneak up on some other people later in the year. So. Uh, we'll have to see. Um, when I talk to Dana, I'll tell him 12-0, and 0, but, uh, but for now, I'll say 6-6. Six six. Hey, Eric, really appreciate the phone call, man. 6-6, six and six, we'll book it for you. If uh, if they get there, we'll, we'll credit you for that one, all right? All right, sounds good, guys. You hey, guys are doing a good job. Appreciate it, Eric. Thanks for staying with us until about 1 in the morning. Hey, uh, we're, we're really appreciative of Eric and anybody, everybody who's uh, hanging with us. We're still getting a bunch of tweets right now. 8805763, telephone number to weigh in. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Really like that call from Eric, Sal. Yeah. And uh, I, I like the fact that he pointed out, you know, that defense. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the defense 
only allowing three points in five red zone attempts. That's a highlight right there. Yeah. I mean, the Miners have struggled mightily to get a win against the FBS opponent, and they finally got another one. Last one, I think, was ULM last season in a dominant uh, fashion, and tonight as well against another FBS opponent. We know it's UTEP in New Mexico State. We've seen the bottom ten list, but nonetheless, Miners are slowly but surely starting to do what they haven't done before. And also, uh, we talk about New Mexico State, a team that haven't even beaten in the last three contests right four years because no game last year so they're doing um so far what they're supposed to do and I, one thing he said that really stuck out to me is uh, kind of moving on to the next game and i've fallen victim to this um definitely going to say it but we always look at the miners um or i would always look at them like hey they did this in week one how come they can't do that in week five well Forget week one. It's week number two coming up. So I like that mentality. And also uh, just the way some of these guys are talking and, and in the interviews and the way that they're explaining the system that they're in. Um, it, it seems like they're – I don't want to say they're more focused, but the systems that they're in, um, they're more excited about playing. Could you say they're more confident too? Okay, I mean, there we go. That's, that's a better phrase. They've yeah. got that swagger when they talk when, when they talk about themselves. And – I mean, let, let's just throw it out there. I've watched this UTEP team practice. They don't hit. I, Sal, this is the sport of football, mm-hmm. and they're not hitting in practice. Yet, they came out today. Their defense played that smash-mouth type of football at mm-hmm. times. I, I think it's going to take some you know, adjusting, getting used to in terms of just that physicality. You, you know, when you don't hit all the time, yeah. a lot of there are NFL teams who do this as well. They preserve their players. They want to make sure no one gets hurt in practice because mm-hmm. it hits. But uh, it, it's encouraging to see UTEP play that way. Uh, you know, you know kind physical when they don't typically hit during practice. I, I get it. It's football, but still. How about this, AJ? And I, I think previous uh, demo teams, we've kind of seen them just waiting around for something big to happen, whereas this year so far seems like they're going out there and making it happen. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. They, they were the aggressor in this one in a big way. 8805763 telephone number if you'd like to weigh in 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online 600 ESPN El Paso.com where we will have tonight's post game recap along with uh, a ton of other um, you know post game wrap up notes myself Steve we'll all have that up at 600 ESPN El Paso.com want to get back to some scoring drives and and just drives in general recapping this game to start the third quarter UTEP had the ball uh, how about that UTEP loses the coin toss New Mexico State start mm-hmm. things off and then going you know they're up 20 to 3 at halftime and they also get the ball coming out of the gates so UTEP starts it off in the third quarter with a nice Gavin Hardison pass to Ju- Justin Garrett for a 59 yard mm. connection I really like that one a lot and uh, I-, I just have to say with the uh, you know we-, we talked a lot about um Jacob Cowing, but Justin Garrett had a really nice game too in this one. I mean, he was he was in special teams, very active as a punt returner and a kickoff return specialist. Uh, Justin Garrett had four catches for 74 receiving yards, had seven targets in this game as well. Jacob Cowing was the one who capped off this drive, a 59-yard touchdown pass. It was a slant play. Mm-hmm. He beat his, uh, his man, and then he just took off. It was just a race to the end zone, and Jacob Cowing was off. He broke his ankles in a big way, and I, I love 
loved how he did that. Jacob Cowing goes on a slant to the left side, gets the pass from Gavin Hardison, perfectly placed, stops on a dime, makes his defender miss, and then just goes off to the races. That The yards after ca- uh, the catch for J- uh, Jacob yeah. Cowing in this game, exceptional. The dynamic, the dynamic duo uh, receivers in Justin Garrett and Jacob Cowing, they were really special tonight. Yeah, how about this, Adrian? We talk about big plays. Here's 100 yards between the two, and I'm going to bring out another stat as well, but in the first quarter, 100 yards total on two plays, a 72-yarder from uh, Hardison to Cowing, and then the 36-yarder from Hardison to Garrett uh, later on that quarter. So that right there, I'm going to do the math, 108 yards there, but check this out, Adrian, 131 yards in first drives of the half. Wow. That, I love that. On nice. two on two plays. Are you ready for this? You have the seventy two yarder from uh from Cowan or for Hardison to Cowan that I just mentioned. And then we also talk about the touchdown to open up the third quarter, that fifty nine yarder. That's hundred and thirty one yards in two plays to open up the half or or for their possession on the half. How great, about that? Great stat there, Sal. I really like that. Eight eight zero five seven six three telephone number to get into the show. It really speaks to how how different this team is trying to be. Uh, compared to last year. I mean, you, you look at last year's team to start things off, um, you know, just in games, they'd be very conservative in their approaches at times. And that was some of the knock that you would have against uh, UTEP is how they would be conservative in their play calling. However, in this game, they started off the aggressors in uh, coming out of the uh, f- coming out of the half. They came out as the aggressors as well. Even though they were up 20-3, to three, they could have been conservative in play calling, but they wanted to get another score on on the board, and that's exactly what they did. Um, after that drive, NMSU drove all the way down to the UTEP 20, and they had a turnover on downs. They tried to go for it on fourth down and could not capitalize on that. UTEP gets the ball right after that. Quadres Wadley comes in. Welcome mm. back, Quadres Wadley, who we saw for the first time in a long time. Four carries for 28 yards in his return coming back on that opening drive. He finished the day today uh, as with six carries, 51 yards on the ground, had a long of 19. Impressive day that we saw from Quadres Wadley. He had a nice screen pass that he took in that one, and it set up a field goal that capped this one 30-3. to The rest of it, I mean, it was pretty much garbage time. Uh, New Mexico State tried to march down the field different times, could not score. Again, five red zone attempts without a single touchdown. Only three points to show for that uh, in their red zone attempts in this game. And uh, the the Miners' defense came up big when it really mattered in this one. 8805763, let's go to Ivan, who's joining us on the phone lines right now. Ivan, what's going on? Not a whole lot, man. I want to congratulate you all for doing a great job. Last year was a little heartbreaking, but we did some progress. And all I want to talk about is um, I posted on Facebook if anybody thought we would go 7-3 and three before this game, and nobody answered back. Mm. I think we have some talent. We have power positions where we can score. We can control the clock. Hopefully we open up the offense to be able to score quickly. And, and I was very impressed today. I was impressed. I was impressed uh, with the fact that we could dominate the game instead of 
going back to trying to win a game at home against a division two opponent. Yeah, it's a total different from difference from last year and years past. I mean, we're talking, you know, the Dana Dimmel era started with a loss to Northern Arizona, and it wasn't just a loss. It was pretty much a killing. I mean, it was a bad Northern one, yeah. Arizona came into the Sun yeah, sure. Bowl and beat the Miners by multiple touchdowns. So you're exactly right, Ivan, to see where UTEP was and to see where they are now, I, I mean that's a that's a pretty nice thing if you're a minor fan. And today they had 452 yards of total offense, very balanced approach with 249 through the air. Uh, Gavin Hardison's second most in his career, 203 yards on the ground, running back by committee in a big way on that one. But Ivan, you're you're totally right. I mean, uh, totally different from last year I that see. you saw. And not only that, instead of uh trying to build money for the program and pinning us against a Texas program where we hung in for first quarter. We're able to see what we can do against an opponent we should win against and, and just build from there and see where this minor program goes and let's give this guy a, an opportunity, our coach, opportunity to see this uh, program develop a bit of winning. And once we win a couple of times, then maybe we'll get tired of losing, and uh, maybe we'll get some people in the, you know, in the sunbow. Ivan, what are you doing up at one in the morning right now, hanging with us? I appreciate this. This this is nice of you. Uh, I I love sports. I love I love minor basketball, minor football, and all I can say is Harvey at the thirty, the twenty, the ten, touchdown, miners. I'm out. I love it. Great mic drop by Ivan. I love it. He's got that passion. He's with us at 1 in the morning. You know who else is with us at 1 in the morning? Robert, who is also calling us here on the show. 8805763 telephone number if you'd like to weigh in. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter as well. We got some tweets to read soon. But let's go to Robert first. Robert, thanks for rocking with us at 1 in the morning. What's going on? Not much. Not much. Just driving back from cruises. Okay. What would you think of tonight's game? I thought it was a great game. I thought uh, you know UTEP showed the uh, showed some some swagger, and um, you know the crowd. I thought was it was really good. I thought UTEP traveled well. Yeah, you they know, really think, did. Everybody was you know, tailgating. They, there was a lot of families out there. Great crowd behind the you know the great student section. Nice uh, right next to the band. A lot of family members, like I was saying. Great UTEP crowd tonight. You know, as we walked up to the stadium, there was a big cheer, and I thought maybe New Mexico State had scored, but it was actually, uh, you know, the Miners, and, you know, I was happy about that. Oh, me too. And, hey, with, with UTEP tonight, what was your biggest takeaway, Robert? What was the thing that really stood out for you and that really, really impressed you out of this one? I think they could use their time management a little bit better. Yeah, I, I can. I, I totally agree with that one there, Robert. Okay, for you, what are you thinking for the rest of this season? What's your outlook like right now for UTEP football? You know, I think we're going to have a, at least a 500 season. Okay, I six hope and so. six. That's what my money's on. Wow, a bowl, a bowl right there, Robert. That's what you're saying. UTEP punching I, their I cheek. Think, I think so. You know, it's about time. We need to. Well, I, I like it, Robert. Hey, Robert, appreciate you calling us at 1 in the morning. Appreciate you, you staying with us, and uh, thanks for always uh, calling in on the show. You bet. And one, and one other thing that I think about, I think the halftime show with both bands out there, I think that showed a, a little bit of class on both both parts. I didn't know that was going to happen. And when it happened, I was like, wow, 
both bands are performing together. Yeah, they're they're performing the fight song one after the other. It was really cool to see that. It actually, I was doing all my during halftime. I'm kind of like an ant, like I'm just <laughs> checking all my stats and writing different things down that I'm seeing. I, I was thinking it was a go. You know, hey, if if New Mexico State flips it in the second half, what's going to happen? All this stuff. So I'm preparing, preparing. But when the bands both got on the field, I had to stop what I was doing and, and really take notice of that. I, I totally agree with what Robert said right there. Um, that was really special to see both bands, uh, you know, perform together. I really like that. 8805763 telephone number if you'd like to weigh in. Alexa D tweets the program past my bedtime, but hey, it's minor talk. She tweets us as well. Also, Jonathan Byers checking back in. Wadley did not look rusty tonight. I'm with them on that. R- yeah. Wadley, Wadley looked like he was ready. I mean, he was. I, R- Wadley has the ability to be a starting running back on a lot of Conference USA teams. Let's just put it that way. He's a very talented running back. He's shifty. He can catch out of the backfield. They flashed that today with a nice screen pass to him. I really like that play. Um, and, and Wadley really showed up tonight. I liked his performance in a big way. Eight eight zero five seven six three telephone number to weigh in on the show. We're going to take another time out right now. When we come back, more phone calls, more tweets. Oh, by the way, we got some awards to hand out today. We got the Gold Nugget Award presented by Legacy Wellness. Love we it. got the Drive of the Game presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. All of that and more still to come as Minor Talk continues right here on six hundred ESPN El Paso. Streaming worldwide through the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. 600 ESPN El Paso is KROD El Paso, a Town Square media station. This is Max Kellerman right here at 600 ESPN El Paso, home of UTEP Sports and the El Paso Chihuahuas. Welcome back to Minor Talk. Adrian Bradis with Salvador Montes, who's on the beat, screening calls, producing the show, running highlights. Hanging out with Adrian Bradis. Man. That's my favorite one of all that you just said. What, the producing beats? Oh, the one that I said, <laughs> hanging out with you. you no, know, producing is always fun, man, but getting to incorporate it into Minor Talk. And then plus, when the miners win, it's also sweet, too. When you asked me, you were like, hey, what should we do for returns? I was like, we, we need Salmo music for sure. Where can everybody find your music at, Sal? Definitely. So you can follow me on Twitter at Salmonella. That's S-A-L-M-O-E-N-I-L-L-A. But um, you can find me on all platforms. It's Salmo IV. But the reason I brought up my Twitter, I have the link tree there. And it has all nice. my socials, Instagram, um, Facebook. Venmo? Does uh, it have your Venmo uh, on there? You can hit me up if, if you know you want to send me something. <laughs> but uh, Send you for some beats. Yeah, definitely. Hit me up for some beats. I got you guys. But uh, I have all the music on there. But on all platforms, Salmo IV. And then, of course, you can hear all the beat exclusives on the Minor Talk On Demand podcast. I love it. I love it. Uh, Minor Talk continues. It's past one in the morning. We don't care. We're still rocking with you. UTEP defeats New Mexico State 30-3. to We are brought to you also by Legacy Wellness, in addition to the Oscar Adietta Agency, who is the presenting sponsor here on Minor Talk. Did you know that three out of every ten people that are interested in CBD are looking for something to help with anxiety or help with sleep? CBD can help with a lot of different things, appetite, energy, mood swings, you name it. But sure, 
CBD and Delta 8 can even be used for fun. There are great people like Legacy Wellness Center that have a great selection of CBD and Delta 8 products. They are a, an, an official sponsor for us here on Minor Talk. They're bringing us the Golden Nugget Award. Only one place I trust for quality and affordable CBD and Delta 8. It's Legacy Wellness Center. You can stop by and find the best product for you. 120 East Red Road on the west side. And you can learn more at LegacyWellnessCenter.com. Must be 21 and over to purchase. As we continue here on Minor Talk, you know, hey, Sal, this is the third year of Minor Talk. That's yeah. a really exciting thing, too, man. When we started things off, we were, I think we were just excited to uh, get some airtime here on the show, especially <laughs> following uh, some UTEP football games. We were thinking, man, this will, this will be a lot of fun. And it's really a big credit to our listeners, everybody who listens to us on demand, our podcast channel, who uh, really help us to continue um, to do this each and every year. That's one of the big drivers for us, and uh, I, I do it no other way than uh, to to be you know doing this with you at one in the morning. That's a lot of fun, and Definitely. we've got a full slate of football ahead of us with uh, with you know minor talk after every broadcast. Then we got basketball season right around the corner Man. under a new era of Joe Golding following the ride. Terry era. We watched that whole debacle, man. We, we were right there. We were front and center for all of this. Yeah, definitely. For sure, shout out to all of the listeners. You all are the number one reason uh, why we do this and uh, why we're proud to do this as well. It's more than just uh, being able to do it, but you guys give us a great, great energy boost to be able and, and talk to you guys about UTEP sports. You let us vent our frustrations with you just as you do to us, but also uh, we get to connect with you, engage with you in all platforms via be the phone you can hit us up on the uh, 600 espn el paso chat but of course the infamous infamous twitter page at 600 espn el paso with the hashtag minor talk we love it when you all reach out to us so a uh, big big shout out to you guys for sure hey we're in the city of el paso and we all know that utep is really the you know the star of this show when it comes to sports and sporting events here locally mm. and when things are bad it's not the greatest thing here especially on the show you've heard it before people call in they're frustrated they want to fire people left and right they want things to change and when change happens and when wins come um, UTEP's way people get excited they, they they have a glimmer of hope that things can turn around I mean there this is a traditionally bad program historically awful when, when it comes to just the success that they've had or the lack thereof and you know you look over over the years, it's just not a lot of uh, you know bright spots. So UTEP trying to get back on the right track is one of the biggest storylines of this entire season. In year four under Dana Dimmel, who's really been um, straightforward and clear when it comes to his expectations that he's had on trying to rebuild this program. He said it's going to happen in year four or five when we yeah. can start to see things really change. And that's this year. This is the time for UTEP to put wins in that column and, and to not have the inconsistency consistencies that have really hurt them in years past come back to bite them and this is going to be a real big test to them this year I mean just looking ahead beyond this New Mexico State game and beyond the Bethune-Cookman game how will they fare in the rest of non-conference play 
They're expected to go 3-1 and one and beat the Lobos to close out non-conference play. But if, if not, what, then, what happens then? And then, you know, you look in conference play. UTEP has not won a single Conference USA game since um, November of 2018 when they snapped their 20-game yeah. losing streak and they beat Rice. They haven't beat a lot of Conference USA teams or any since yeah. then. And uh, they've struggled uh, when it comes to Conference USA play. Now, granted, last year they didn't play a single Conference USA game at home. It was it was a tough task for the Miners to travel away, and you know, uh, through all the COVID reschedulings, cancellations, you name it, had to take a mental toll on this team. But this seems like all the stars are aligning this year to try to finally be that year that springboards UTEP. They've got a very favorable schedule to start things off, and when it comes to conference play, maybe they use that momentum that they have that they can build early into the season. Use that momentum and build upon that and conference play maybe we can get that 500 win season that people are talking about when they're calling us here on the show yeah and i think as far as um you know utep's success or basically the bowl game that a lot of people have utep going to at a six and six record a great deal of that is going to have to come from conference play but um as much as uh, we're high on the miners right now just to snap back to reality it's it's a one in 20 record in conference usa Ooh. under dana demo and that one win adrian i'll just put it like one this. in 20 one in 20 and that's against rice back in 2018 that's their lone conference usa win if i'm wrong come and check me but if i am wrong it's probably that sounds right 19. yeah but one in 20 though that's that's something that's just completely unacceptable if you're trying to advance to a bowl win so yes it's a big win against new mexico state that's what the miners are supposed to do yes in my opinion chalk it up against bethune cookman um you know three and one on conference slate this year in my opinion but they're going to have to get it done in conference play and even some more scary stats. And we talked about this on the um, uh, predicting the record this fall in our article. They had two, they're two and six in games that were decided by seven points or less. And those two wins, Adrian, Houston Baptist Oof. and Abilene Christian. Wait, that's a really good stat. Two yeah. and six in games decided by seven or fewer points. So you're telling me in close game situations, UTEP's not coming out the winners. It, according to the stats, yeah, especially against the um, you know FCS opponents, I'm throwing those out the door too. Yeah, and this is going to be a tough, uh, tough trend to break. But showing what they showed tonight, they did do some things that they were failing to do in those last years that we were just describing. Some people are really high on this team and think uh, that this team could go far places this year. Joe Chacon tweets to show, why is everyone aiming so low? Eight or nine wins is a serious consideration this year. Let's get behind this team. Hashtag loving my Steph. Hashtag prove me wrong. It's a tough one, right? I mean, Joe, I understand you're you're looking at this glass half full. You're excited about a thirty to three, let's just call it blowout against New Mexico State. But let's just you know let's slow things down just a little bit. This is the same UTEP team that hasn't won seven or more games since 2014 in the Kugler era when they had Jamil Showers and the likes of Aaron Jones. So um, I, I'm curious to see how this team will fare when it comes to conference play. I'm curious to see how this team will respond when they've been uh, hit in the face, hit in the mouth, yeah. you know? Let's see how they can respond if, if when they're trailing in a game. And I, I'm curious to see how Gavin Hardison will progress. I, I felt like this was one of those 
first games where you couldn't really take a lot either way from Gavin Hardison. Some points you could say, wow, this guy, you know, he hit that 72-yard pass um, that was negated to Jacob Cowing. He caught him in stride. It was a really nice look. But then you go to that interception. There was kind of the the highs and the lows today from Gavin Hardison. But that's just, I chalk that up to just first game. First game for Gavin Hardison coming back. There's a lot of expectations placed on him. He's, he's, uh, you know, he's being pressured in his own ways. He's pressuring himself to get wins. And uh, this team will be very reliant on Gavin Hardison's success or maybe his failures at times. Yeah, big time. And um, even on the broadcast, uh, Mike Perez had um, brought up the fact that that interception was something he kind of just threw up at the last minute. And that's just something that you can't do. He noted that that's something that Gavin Hardison knows better than to do. But you just said it best right now. First game, get all of those mistakes out of your system. But more importantly, though, to uh, to Gavin's credit, even though I was just saying <laughs> just kind of a, a little bit of a, a negative right there, how did he respond from that interception? You know what I mean? He was able to still lead the minors throughout the rest of the game or throughout the rest of his time in the game um, to a positive impact. So nonetheless... Out of that instance, he was able to uh, get some more points on the board for this team. Yeah, you're exactly right there, Sal. After the interception, granted, they had to punt on that drive, but they had some nice uh, plays, including that Jacob Cowing one-handed catch. And then following that drive where they punted, the Miners then set up their field goal that they had right before halftime. So you're right. Uh, Gavin Hardison was able to brush that aside and just keep at it. I guess that's the the big plus for him after that interception today. Um, I'm curious to see what the response will be like from you know the team I think they're going to be very positive when it comes to Gavin Hardison let's just be honest they're positive in general when it comes to just their mm-hmm. players and, and just speaking about them but I, I still think they're going to be very positive when it comes to Gavin Hardison um, I, I would just want to point out another thing I really like the fact that we got to see a lot of unfamiliar faces today for the Miners. A lot of guys that we have not seen before had a chance to play in this game because it was simply a blowout. Freshman Jeremiah Ballard, the wideout, he was somebody that uh, everybody's loved over the fall camp and think that he could be an immediate impact as a true freshman this year as a wideout. He was in action today. We got to see junior college wide receiver uh, Tyron Smith play a little bit. Willie Eldridge uh, carried the ground game late in this one, um, late into the fourth quarter. So UTEP flashed four different running backs in this game. I like the fact that we had a chance to see uh, the Cypress Hill, uh, or excuse me, the Cypress Falls. <laughs> Cypress Hill. <laughs> You're saying the membrane, man. <laughs> the, exactly. Cypress Falls uh, running back, uh, the Houston product, he actually had a chance to play in this game as well. I, I just like the fact that we had to see a lot of new faces. Isaiah Bravo coming in at backup quarterback. Calvin Brownhold steps in as a change of pace quarterback, throws an interception, yeah. but does some nice things on the ground. I, I just like the fact that UTEP got to flash that depth that they always talked about over this offseason. How about this, Adrian? It was all for good reason. This time it wasn't because, and I'm not being sarcastic, I promise you, but this time they weren't down 30-3. to They weren't down yeah. you know, by That's a significant right. amount. So these guys got to go into the game feeling good about how the team was performing so definitely a good look tonight oh most definitely 8805763 telephone number if you'd like to duck in one last phone call before we wrap things up here on minor talk we're going to take one final time out when we come back we're going to hand out some awards here on the show this is minor talk presented by the oscar arieta agency right here on 600 espn el paso 600 ESPN El Paso.com.
right, wrapping things up here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Addy at the Agency. Seven locations across town, 24 years serving the Sun City. The Oscar Addy at the Agency from the west side to Fabens. You can go online, oscaraddyattheagency.com. Get started on a free personalized proposal. You could chat with them straight up on their website. You can ask about you know questions that you might have on your own policy. oscaraddyattheagency.com. Let's get into some awards today. We got two to hand out. It's uh, Legacy Wellness uh, Center CBD. They are sponsoring our Gold Nugget Award each and every minor talk. I love this award for many different reasons. Well, first off, because Sal Montes was the one who created it, so I think it was awesome. <laughs> I mean, that that is a, a great one for Legacy Wellness, who is the top local distributor for all CBD and Delta 8 products. You can check them out at 120 East Red Road on the west side. Learn more at LegacyWellnessCenter.com. Our, our uh, Golden Nugget Award today, it goes to Jacob Cowing. I mean, call him the player of the game, call him the Golden Nugget Award, whatever you want to call him. Jacob Cowing, sophomore wideout from Maricopa. This man went off today. What a phenomenal performance. He had five catches, 158 receiving yards, targeted seven different times, had a long catch of 72 yards and a touchdown. This is that touchdown that he had from earlier today. All right, off the play fake, Hardison throws right, complete to Cowing, spins, and now he's free. 30, near side, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Miners! 59 yards! Unbelievable call by John Teicher there. Wow, I, I love his excitement. I mean, I watched that play when Jacob Cowing stopped on a dime, made his defender miss, and then was off to the races for the 59-yard touchdown score. I heard all offseason long about his speed and athleticism. Jacob Cowing showed that today in in you know in a, a very very spectacular fashion. Jacob Cowing, this man might be playing on Sundays one day, Sal. Oh, big time! And last year, a great year. If I'm not mistaken, I think um, something along the for sure over a thousand yards receiving in that eight game season. If I'm wrong, then he had multiple touchdowns that season. I'm probably confusing Cowing with Garrett, but uh, either way, though, those are two exceptional receivers. But Cowing, nonetheless, this year, um, big, big improvement from last year where it was a showcase. I like it. I like it a lot. Jacob Cowing winning our Golden Nugget Award. Now it's time for our drive of the game brought to you by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Let's give it to the first drive for the Miners. They had a nice one that got started off by this deep pass from Gavin Hardison to Jacob Cowing. From the eight-yard line. Hardison in the shotgun, drops into the end zone, has got time, steps up, he's going long up the center, he's got Cowing, Cowing's got it, 40, 30, 25, 22 yard line! That Jacob Cowing catch from Gavin Hardison was able to, uh, that actually set up this rushing touchdown by Deion Hankins. Here's the give, Hankins left side, Hankins gets to the goal line, Hankins is into the end zone! Touchdown, Miners! 
The Miners got it done right. They started off the game with that uh, red-hot momentum, and that's why this opening drive gets the drive of the game. When it comes to the Oscar Adietta Agency, they'll help you when it when you are involved in a car accident, and you want peace of mind knowing that your insurance will cover those damages if you are in a car accident. With the Oscar Adietta Agency, they have an in-house claim specialist. That's what I love about them. The Oscar Adietta Agency can help you choose an affordable auto insurance plan that will keep you at a depth and it will stay inside your budget. Learn more at theoscaretiattheagency.com. Sal, as we wind things down today, I wanted to mention this. I'm so glad I remember this because I almost forgot. UTEP volleyball team knocked off Idaho State 3-0 right. today, and uh, they're 3-0. Third victory in two days. Miners moved to 3-0 on the season, marking their best start since ripping out eight straights in the start of the 2011 season. How about that for Ben Wallace and UTEP volleyball? Oh, I love it, and we can also, uh, just to brag a little bit, how about that 3-1 exhibition win over Grand Canyon right. as well, and uh, they're right in a 7 nothing set run. So I like it. Big, big shout-out and uh, much credit to the UTEP volleyball squad and uh, head coach Ben Wallace. Yeah, big shout-out to them and, and how uh, they started off their season. Hey, Sal, we're winding things down here on the show. Next week, we will, we will see UTEP host Bethune-Cookman for their home opener at at the Sun Bowl. It'll be great to see fans back in the stands out at the Sun Bowl. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the Miners will kind of try to clean up the things that Mm -hmm. they, you know, they had in in this one, 140 yards of total penalties. At times they looked a little inconsistent when it came to defense. I want to see how they clean up those things. Maybe we see another blowout against Bethune-Cookman. If not, Maybe some red flags there for UTEP in terms of consistency, but I would like to see them translate what they the goods of what they did today into next week against Bethune-Cookman. Yeah, definitely. That's exactly what I was going to say. I want to see them stay in attack mode. Don't be comfortable just because you got a big win over your rival that you haven't beaten in four years. Yes, that's enough to get excited about, but come practice time on Monday, forget what happened this past Saturday. Get ready to defeat uh, Bethune-Cookman. That's the biggest test for the Miners this season because it's the next game on the schedule. Then we'll go on, so on and so forth as the season progresses, but stay in attack mode. Brush up on those penalties, and I want to see Gavin uh, Gavin Hardison, you know, be a little bit more lethal out there in the pocket. I mean, he has great weapons in uh, Garrett and Cowing. No reason why he couldn't be throwing for 350 plus to put a bow on this one just want to say you know tonight utep really came out defeated new mexico state in a blowout fashion 30 to 3 and uh that's something that utep can definitely hang their hats on i i get it new mexico state didn't play last year and during 2020 their entire roster is completely different from that same team that beat the miners two years ago in november of 2019 doug martin's squad struggled mightily tonight i I don't want to really, you know, harp too much on them, but they were just not on par with the Miners in really any way when you when you talk about talent wise or just just matchups in this game. They were definitely outmatched uh, across the board, just in my opinion. But Sal, I, I mean, this is one of those where if you're UTEP, yes, you wanted to just get over that hump in this rivalry series. You lost three straight going into this one, so it feels good to get a win if you're a UTEP football fan or a player. And now it, it's kind of turning that page going on to next week and just trying to keeping that, keep that momentum uh, riding high. 
Yeah, definitely. Keep that momentum going. You got a favorable opponent uh, coming into your house as well. Fans are excited. Haven't seen you in nearly a calendar year. That's something big, big that they've been stressing. But it feels good to see them be excited after a performance. But all that has to stop come practice time, Adrian. I want to see this team dominate. I don't want to see a game where they have to pull away um, third quarter, fourth quarter. This is a game you should be knocking them on their butt within the first four or five series. And then after that, smooth sailing. That will just about do it for us for tonight. Again, UTEP defeats New Mexico State 30-3. He's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Bratis. Thank you so much for staying up. It's 1.30. It's past 1.30 here in the Lube Go studios. Thank you so much for tuning in to Minor Talk as always. We'll be back next week following the broadcast. Again, broadcast will be on KLAQ 95.5. We will have Minor Talk immediately after right here at 600 ESPN El Paso. But for Sal Montes, I'm Adrian Bratis saying so long. Good night. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you Monday, 4 o'clock for Sports Talk on 600 ESPN. ESPN El Paso. You've been listening to Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Pick up a clear bag at any one of their seven locations across El Paso. If you missed any of Minor Talk, listen to the show on demand by downloading Minor Talk wherever you get your podcasts.